Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Insane in the membrane. Uh, thank you so much for coming down. Really appreciate it. It's nice to see you all. Uh, insane in the Membrane podcast. Uh, yeah, it, it, got, it, got, it sort of started when I realised what a dickhead I am and have been in my life. I just kind of went, yeah, I've been a bit of a cunt, so I need to sort that out. So I went off and I had counselling and shit like that. And from that, I came away and was like, right, okay, those are shit things I did in my past. Let's not do those anymore. Let's, let's, be, let's try and be better going forward. And then I was having conversations with comedians in green rooms. And they were like, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Uh, I've been having counselling. And I'm like, what? what? Explain. So I was explaining. And then comedians started to open up, started to tell me things about shit that they were going through, things that they were experiencing. And I was like, well, this, is, this would be a really nice idea for a podcast. Blokes talking to each other. Because, you know, as you know, a lot of men still struggle with talking about their feelings. And ladies, do you, do you struggle with talking about how you feel? No, you don't give a shit, do you? Just how it comes, glass of Prosecco. I'm not being sexist. I just, I've just seen how you work, ladies. I know how it, go, how it goes down. You go, yeah, he's a prick. Yeah, he's a fucking prick. And you get that shit out, you know? Men die younger because they don't talk about shit, you know? I was driving here earlier and I was driving past some of the pubs down on the seafront there. And there's some men, I was just sort of men on the front, just that, they're just so tense with not being able to talk to each other about stuff. Do you know what I mean? The only way they express themselves is by fighting, you know, and, and getting pissed and things like that. And it's like, oh, God. So there's still work to be done. But it doesn't have to be sit there and go, right, I'm going to talk about my feelings. It can be just conversations like, you know, me and you have a chat. I'm like, how was your day? Yeah, it was all right. It was a knobhead at the traffic lights earlier. Oh, what happened? And it goes from that, you know. It's just like, we can have a laugh while we do it. I think that's what I'm trying to show with the podcast. I've been a, I've been a comedian for 15 years. It's going all right. Although I was scrabbling around my car yesterday trying to find 60p for a tin of beans. So <laughs> <laughs> it's because Jay Dway, she's got the money. So I had to... So it's going all right, it's going all right. If anyone's got any beans or soup or anything hanging around, we'll do, we'll do, <laughs> we'll do a rip, whip round after this so I'm not starving tonight. So, but I, I found that through, through humour, people open up and we have a laugh. And I really appreciate you coming down and doing this. This is the first live one. Um, yeah, I never, you never know with live gigs, especially when it's your own gig, whether people are going to show or not. So good job, you lot. Hey, we're all now friends, yeah? Don't go too far. Look at that, you've gone quiet there. All right, we're not friends. But I really appreciate you coming down. We're going to have a laugh as well. We'll, we'll have some questions at the, at the end. You want to ask any questions at the end, feel free. We'll do that at the end. Uh, in order for us to, for, to do this, as you know, on the podcast, if you've listened to it, uh, we have a guest. and We have a guest come down, and then we have a chat with that guest. And uh, I'm very, very pleased to announce the guest that we have today. Uh, I've, I've known him for a few years now. Well, as soon as I met this man, I fell in love with him. He's, a, he's an absolute dude. We, we, get, we bonded immediately. He's a lovely man, and uh, I'm going to bring him on now. So please welcome on the stage, Mr. Bobby Mayer. Hey, man. Uh, good to see you, Bob. Hello. Take Hello, Rich. 
I'm good. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, thanks for coming down. Yeah. Nice. Have you seen the people? Hello. I like that there's an audience because I feel like if there wasn't, it can get very earnest, or I could get very earnest. <laughs> and it's hard to be very serious when you have an audience. To, you know, if, if you weren't here, it'd just be me going, and that's why we really need to take care of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just my. You remind me to be happy you know like it doesn't have to be this serious conversation exactly the point that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. the point of the whole thing you can still talk about shit that's bothering you but it doesn't have to be morose and you know serious we can have a laugh yeah yeah man and as you can see i've not done this before i'm used to doing comedy nights talking to pissed people with the threat of violence hanging in the air you know, you could say at any moment, you could say something that's going to piss them off. That guy looks like he could tear us apart. Look yeah. at him over there. This is Mr. Steve Priest. Oh, Hello, Steve. sir. You, is, Steve. you look like Holder. <laughs> yeah, we've got him down for the muscle in case he gets too much and yeah, you lot yeah, kick yeah. off. Steve's going to come in there and just throw you out the window. Thanks for coming down, Steve. Good to have you here. Standing up there, Steve. Manly. I like that. You're, you're, you're making sure barrier's still up. Seats are too low. You never get up. Oh, that's true, actually. There's a store over there, Steve, if you're feeling it. All right? If it gets too much in your vans, mate, have a seat. All right? There you go. Right, there you go. Look at that. Ross McGrain there. Round of applause, Ross McGrain. Come in, chaps. You've missed nothing. Take a seat. Although Ross did point out there are more cameras than people. That's, that's, that's the fucking promoter telling me that. <laughs> Dickhead. Yeah, do your job, Ross. Yeah, do your fucking job, Ross. No. So, Bobby, man, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Been, uh, how's married life? The TV show was... <laughs> Your married life is a, a source of extreme happiness or extreme misery, but depending on the day. <laughs> yes, I've experienced that myself. That was something else as well. I was married for a bit. And then, How many uh, times? Even once, once? Twice? Once, man. Yeah, people, I think because I'm older. You have the vibe of someone who's been married four times. <laughs> <laughs> been through the ringer, yeah. <laughs> Um, I was, I've only been married once. I had children very young. Okay. Uh, but I, I've only been married the one time. Okay. And uh, I wasn't very good at it, it turns out. Yeah. I fucked that. And, <laughs> well, uh, but, but she's gone off and she's now happily married with somebody else. She's happy. So in a way, I feel I contributed to that. <laughs> prepared I, her. Prepared her for the, for, no, I for feel, the future. I feel the same. I feel like I'm really preparing Harriet to appreciate her second husband. <laughs> Like every, every time we have a conflict and I deal with it badly and make it, you know, we have a fight and I freak out and make it into a much bigger fight than it has to be. I think when she meets a calm man, she's really going to appreciate him. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? it yeah. It's, uh, you're talking about arguments. I, I've, I've, I don't know if it's because I'm older now or I'm a bit more zen. But I've, like someone said to me, I think it was Jade actually said, she goes, do you want to win this fight or do you want to you know, be right? Or do you want to be in this relationship? I want to be you know? right and happy. Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. possible? I don't think Because everyone always possible, says man. you can be right or happy. Why can't I have both, you know? <laughs> it's true, isn't it? It's true. I was like, but I realise the things I'm arguing about, I'm fighting about, just, I'm not actually angry about that. I'm angry about the fact that I haven't got any money. I'm trying to find money for tins of beans in the car, you know. There's always there's an outside thing I'm angry about. It's not actually... Yeah, rarely is anyone ever angry about what they're angry about. I, knew a, I, knew a, I remember a comic I knew, and uh, all his bits, he was really angry about, like, Facebook, and then he was really angry about, uh, like, what he'd r rant about, like, the man, and then he'd talk about his dad abandoning him when he was a child with a smile <laughs> on his face. <laughs> and I was like, I think that might be why you're angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, we're definitely a product of our parents, yeah. aren't we? I mean, my parents, lovely people. But, you know, they made mistakes. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, I was adopted, so right away my parents were like, mm, no. Uh, <laughs> how did that, how, far, how did that, how did, how did you get your head around that? When did you find out? I found out very early. My adopted parents didn't do a lot right. But what they did do right, they told me early. Because you meet people who found out they're adopted when they're like 13. You're fucked. Like, you're never going to love again. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, wait, actually, if you're... <laughs> yeah, no, you think maybe this you is will, it. maybe you will, but that's a big, like, secret to find out when you're like, yeah. surprise, <laughs> we're not your parents. Like, what? Am I Superman? No, no, the child of a crackhead. And <laughs> Yeah, there's no clues. No. It's like, I'm, sure, I'm sure these are my parents, but we don't look like each other. <laughs> They're a different... Color for but a start, and it's weird. I found out quite. I found out quite early, which mm. I think is good. It still there's a feeling of 
My, my family always treated me like I was part of the family. There's still a feeling of separateness that I think being adopted gives you that's hard to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, because you're just not... You just, you just feel it. You just feel it, you know. Yeah. There's a disconnection. And, uh, yeah. Uh, did you go and try and find your real parents? Went terribly, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. They gave you away for a reason. Yeah, they don't want to see you again. They really tried to make it clear. No, I, it went all right. I found my biological mother, but it's sad, but she died before I met her. So that was... Oh, shit. A, that was a mind fuck. And then... Uh, but I met my half-siblings. They're nice people. I see them mm. when I go home. And uh, my dad, she didn't tell anyone who my dad is. I don't, I, that, I just kind of take that as a signal for maybe I don't need to know. You don't need to know. No. No. What, what? What's, yeah, what's it going to benefit The thing you? is, if I find out I'm a rape baby, <laughs> no one's going to be surprised. <laughs> you know. Nobody's going to be like, Bobby Mayer, a rape baby. They'll just be like, that explains a lot. Like, maybe there's something about that. That's that... the last piece of the puzzle. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> do, you think that's, do you think it affected you in your teenage years? In your... It definitely affected me. It's hard to know. It's hard to narrow down because my adoptive family was also very dysfunctional. So it's not like it's one or the other. It's right, just right, both. Right. Just a mesh of instability, you know? Yeah. But... But yeah, I, I suppose know. it's like. Well, my, I mean, I was a dickhead when I was a teenager. Yeah. Hands up, dickhead teenagers. Yeah, there you go. I thought I was the only one. Such a wanker when I was a teenager. It was brutal. Really, you mate? No, oh, you. Gold you gold. It was wonderful. Really? Yeah. Uh, you can see it. Look, you can see he's got the eyes of a. He's got the eyes of a fucking. Look, he's been. He's, he's a little wrapped in cotton wool, wasn't he? This one. Yeah, he's a sweet, handsome boy. Look he's at a him. sweet, handsome boy. <laughs> Aren't you? You're a yeah. sweet little handsome boy. It's but you're gonna, yeah. But you're gonna age weird, and that hair's gonna go. <laughs> and then you're gonna feel how we feel forever. Um, yeah, make the most of it, Jason Priestley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just remember, Jason Priestley got in a car accident. It looks fucking weird now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Did he? And his best friend Luke Perry's dead. So. So anyway, enjoy it. Enjoy your moment. Enjoy your. Moment. <laughs> Mr. Happy Family, <laughs> fuck you. So anyway, it's good to talk. It's good to talk. Get those emotions out. It just doesn't build up to cancer. Um, Insane yeah. in the man, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. We're gonna, I think we're going to cause more problems with this yeah. one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, my parents were, they were loving parents. We didn't want for anything. Yeah. My dad was an angry man. Um, but it, I think there was more frustration with his own upbringing. Sure. So like you say, even though it was still... They were, they were loving. There was still pressure. Oh, yeah. My, my adopted mom, very angry woman. She had a bad childhood, but very, like, just angry and no ability to control that. And I luckily didn't inherit any of her problems. Uh, <laughs> and then my adopted dad was just always at work, so I never really saw him. Yeah, so right. it was kind of just... And now as an adult, he really tries. He Facebook messaged me today, how are you? <laughs> and it's like, all right, fine, I'll call you and uh, we can talk. Have a weird conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents are more, they're, they're, they're more on it. My, dad's, my dad actually said to me recently, he goes, I'm very proud of you, which was nice. Yeah, he still has trouble hugging though. Like he still hugs with his arms by his side. Like, I have to put my arms around him and bring him in. And he's like, he's going to have diamonds falling out of his asshole from the tension you know but you say you had trouble with your you say you you, you nodded your head there man you the same yeah you get a fist bump wow modern times that's it is that it yeah yeah yeah. that's it it's funny isn't it <laughs> do you demand a hug though have you ever asked oh you offer everyone no well, no but do you ask him for a hug after strangers the fist bump? come on oh yeah 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 and every time yeah when i ring when i ring home Hey, Dad, how's it going? Yeah, good, good, good. How you been? Yeah, good, good, good. Do you want to speak to your mum? Yeah. Because they just can't handle it. And it's weird, isn't it? And I've, I've got kids. I've not been that way. I've, I've made a point of saying to them, like... Just wait till your mom dies, then they need you. <laughs> you just got to wait it out. You wait it out. It's because your mom's giving them everything they need. Get her out of the picture, and they become little puppies again. And little puppy doesn't have anyone to play with. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? The thing is, my mum died, and all of a sudden we've got conversations with our dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not having a good time with your dad, kill your mom. That's the key. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is practical advice for men. <laughs> Kill your mum. Oh man. It's not even it's not even evening yet. Well, well I mean enough. this is daytime, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come back for late night, Bobby. Jesus Christ. You better come for my solo show. I'm giving you my soul right now. <laughs> When is it? It's tonight, isn't it? It's tonight, like in a few hours. So get drunk and come back. There you go. I'll be there. We'll have a nice time. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to kill our mothers. Uh, yeah. You're not. That'd be weird. No, no, she's dead. No, she's she's uh, too late. Yeah, too late. Already gone. gone yeah. Oh, smashing. Good chat. All right. <laughs> Didn't have the life we thought you did, I guess. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only apologise feel... for everything we said <laughs> I feel... 10 minutes ago. I feel bad about the Jason Priestley thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry if your mom died in a car accident. I, I, so anyway, thanks for coming. Uh, really enjoyed we're gonna this start, one. We're going to start again. Um, yeah. <laughs> insane in the man brain. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, Sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> you didn't kill her, though, did you? No, no, no. That's all right. My dad did. Your dad did? All righty. I love Essex. <laughs> la, 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 la. Fuck's sake, man. Well, so anyway, what were we talking your, about? I can't remember because that has taken the fucking, <laughs> that's taken the wind out of my sails. I'll tell you that much. You've winded mine. I'm going for my boats faster now. <laughs> so what's the story? What's your name? Monty. Monty. And who are these people around you? Natalie. 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 They're my sisters. Yep. This is, this is Zoe. Nice to meet you, Zoe. You all right? And so are you two? Yeah. Yeah? All right, kind of. Well, you seem more into that than, than Zoe does. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, it though. The thing is, when your mom dies, you become a bit needy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And other people are like, why is he hugging so long? And it's like, are you my new mom? And it's like, there is no new mom. You just have to live with that hole now. I, I have double dead moms. I have adopted mom dead at 20, biological mom dead at 31, 32. Yeah, there's no new mom. You try to make your wife your new mom, but she does not appreciate nah. it. Yeah, they're a bit funny about that, aren't they? Oh, yeah, mine yeah, was Zoe yeah. was only going to the toilet. She's not even with this lot. <laughs> he just grabbed her. Come on, you want to be a friend? Uh, my mum's still alive. Well, lardy lucky cunt. <laughs> I come on your podcast, you're just bragging to me about your alive mom. <laughs> Although I did say to them the other day, if I ever ended up on that TV show, who do you think you are? <laughs> I'm just going to say that they're all dead. Because my family are too weird. Yeah, yeah. They're, I love them, but they're too fucking weird, man. They're all very weird. If you go they live in Swindon. Swindon? Yeah. Like, willingly, yeah. Yeah, 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 they chose that. I, wait. Who chooses that? I went to Swindon. I actually didn't mind it. I think it... Ah, uh, see, now we're getting to the crux of the problem. You like Swindon. Yeah. And all your parents are dead. Yeah. All right, we're getting to the issues now, Bob. Now we know why you have a dark soul. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Um... But you're all right now, you got your head around it. I don't know, I have uh, so we're talking about, in terms of the mental health aspect, I, I pretty much my, because I got diagnosed with borderline personality disorder when I was like 24. Right, and what's that? So it's like, another name for it is emotional regulation disorder. It's like kind of, it, there's still an argument as to whether or not it exists. Like, the thing is, every mental illness, trauma, if someone has a lot of trauma, it increases their chance of getting that mental illness. Right. So it's like, do, is this all a spectrum? What really is, you know, the labels are all quite, yeah. like, hit or miss sometimes. But, sorry, you took a picture right there. <laughs> but so, so, you can continue. So, um. He likes it. It's I, I like yeah. to be captured. Um, <laughs> but. What was I the labels. So what happens, I also get a mind wipe sometimes. That happens. Yeah. But no, yeah, so borderline personality disorder, um, it's like an inability to regulate an emotion. So most people get, let's say they have a bad day, they're sad, then they think, oh, I better do something to make myself feel better. And then they make themselves feel better. And by the end of the day, maybe they're a bit sad, but not as sad as they were in the morning. Whereas me, I'd wake up sad and then just get sadder and sadder and sadder, and then the next day sadder and sadder and sadder. There's nothing can bring you out of it. No, 
and then maybe get really high, and then I'll feel good. But now that I feel happy, I want to get happier. I kind of get trapped in emotions, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For long periods of time. So maybe you're really anxious for months, and then you're really depressed for months. Rarely do they get trapped in happiness. That seems like a nice time. (laughs) I think happiness is extra, isn't it? It's extra chemicals to create happiness. Yeah. Contentment is what we're all needing. That's what you all should be striving for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're all looking for this extra bit. But we are all predisposed to negativity anyway, as human beings. Oh, yeah. So, so depression is always just around the corner. So, but, so, so before my mom, my uh, biological mother died, I definitely had a propensity to kind of get stuck in my emotions anyways because this kind of underlying problem that I'd been diagnosed with, but nobody... But then other people were like... Other th- I had therapists, but talk therapy, and it wasn't very... It doesn't really work for people with borderline because... What happens is they're like, tell me about your sad thing. And you tell them about the sad thing. But then you just go farther and farther into the sadness, mm, you know? Yeah. You don't really actually have any skills to get out of how you feel. So after my, I found my biological mother and she died, it just kind of tipped me into, like, not being able to control my emotions at all. Really? And then I just got, I was a very angry boy. I remember I was once, the day after my wedding, I was in a shop and I wanted, uh, change for five pounds to pay for parking so i gave the lady a five pound note and i said can i have change for the five pound note and she said no and but then she opened the till and i saw that she had change and i said just give me the change please and my mom had died like a month and a half before and i just wasn't like my lovely wife really had put up with a lot to get to the point where we were married like she planned the whole wedding with her family i didn't do anything and i was just all over the place and like not even washing like and then no. And then I was like, yeah. just give me the change. She's like, no. I was like, give me the fucking, just give it to me. You have it. Just give it to me. And then more of that. And then the police came. <laughs> okay. Um, and that kind of thing happened quite a few times where like, if I was, you know, that is also a thing where you... Because people always talk about white privilege. I'm like, if I was not a white man, I would be in prison right now, you know? Yeah, yeah of course, You yeah. can't just start doing that shit. But then, luckily, we had a couples therapist, and um, he, his, he was a bit antagonistic with me, which when you have someone who's prone to blowing up... Because I was just trying to figure what was wrong. I didn't yeah. know what the fuck was wrong. So I keep having these freakouts where I just lose it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that again. And I I'd, I'd kind of, the shame would stop me. I'd just be ashamed for a couple of weeks. And then it would happen again. And I'm like, okay, I really, and I couldn't stop it. So I'm like, okay, we're going to couples therapy. Right? I was just trying everything, you know? I already went to like AA. I was already in therapy. I was doing everything I could think yeah. to do. And it just wasn't doing anything. And Because if you get the wrong, the thing with mental health is, if you get the wrong medicine... It doesn't do anything. No. You know, you need specifically to know exactly what's wrong. Or the, 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 the thing that seemingly helped everyone you know can make it worse. And so we, we're in couples therapy. And the couples therapy he, therapist starts antagonizing me, kind of picking at me a little. And then I got, I was a very angry boy. And I did kick him in the face. The, <laughs> the therapist. Yeah, and the thing about kicking a couple's therapist in the face is, after that, he really isn't on your side as much. How did you, how did you manage to kick him in the face? Well, what happened? Okay, look, I wasn't in, like, a rational mind. It wasn't a decision. He was antagonizing me. I screamed at him for a long time. And when I got that angry, I just have, like, Tourette's where I said every negative thought I could think of. Yeah. So you're just saying the worst things that come to your mind to a stranger. And then um, he wanted me to leave his office, which is reasonable. But I didn't want to leave, so I, I laid on a flight of stairs, kicking and screaming like a baby. And then I kicked a spindle, like a, of a railing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the spindle flew out of the railing and hit him in the face. And dr- he was like, he's like your size, but taller, like 6'4", like man. a thick yeah. guy. And he dropped. And I remember in that moment going, I was so insane. I was, I was just so kind of dysregulated with my emotions. And then when he dropped, I remember the rational part of my brain clicked in and came and just said, oh, no, you killed your therapist. 
And what happened after that? Did well, after that, he was like, you have borderline personality disorder. And I was like, oh, yeah, somebody said that once. And he was like, this is exactly what you need to do. Then I got the right treatment. And within a few months, I was like I am now. It wasn't, it was a slow, I'd still dip a bit, and it, but every dip was less bad than the last dip. You understood it. Because I understood yeah. what the fuck was going on. Yeah. My body would just go into kind of fight, fight or flight mode and think my life was in danger and give me all the chemicals to save right. my life just because some lady wouldn't give me change. <laughs> it's true. That I, I had the same thing I had with my therapist. You it kicked just, him in the face. Yeah, I did. I, didn't, I never got... I was there because of violence. Okay. I, ended up, I was out with my ex-wife and we'd been, we were talking to about... It, it was the end of the relationship and things like that and this guy called her a fat cunt. And I punched him, but I didn't just punch him. I really went to town on him, and it was then I was like, "Shit, that's." I mean, he needed a, a dig, but he didn't need that. You know what I mean? I mean, so, it was yeah, it was pretty bad. And, and were you hitting him, thinking like, "I'm hitting myself for how shitty I treated was, my wife," he, kind of thing? I, I was like, he started off, "What'd you fucking say?" And then I punched him, but then kept punching him. Yeah. And I was like, "Hang on a minute," and there's, and I got into trouble. I had to go and do community service and shit like that. And that's when I realised that. That's when I, that was like rock bottom, and after that, it was like, right, you've got to sort this out. So I had therapy and yeah, went to yeah, see yeah. a therapist. And I remember him sitting here one day, and he was sort of, and he was moving in his seat, and he was yawning. And I'm like, well, it's not that bad. I just got here. And he's like, no, no. He goes, you're so angry. It's like you're projecting it, and it's really difficult to take. And I'm, I said, he goes, we're going to have to stop doing this because it's it's too much. I was I was wearing him out. Yeah, <laughs> just, I wasn't even saying anything. I was just projecting this anger. Apparently, so apparently you can do that now. I don't know. I didn't know. I never that. trust therapists, though. I think he just said that as a tactic. Just to get me out of the room. No, as a tactic to let you know how you make other people feel. <laughs> I don't. They're always lying. They're always no, lying. They are little liars. My yeah, therapist so if you want therapy, me. they're all liars. It's useful, though. But it is useful, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I thumbed a guy's eyes on a bus. <laughs> oh God. What? This you me and this. pushed him in. Yeah, well, the, he's not blind, I don't think. I haven't seen him since, but... He hasn't seen anything since, No, well, so what I... <laughs> <laughs> no, me and Harriet were on a bus. I was drunk. This was when I was still drinking. And um, we... Uh, this woman had insulted Harriet, and I kind of laughed out of awkwardness. And then she, when the woman left, Harriet said I should have defended her. So then I yelled out the window for the woman to kill herself. Look, I'm not a perfect husband. Um, I don't know where, I'm not like, again, this is not like, this is me, am I, and I don't like, I say this just like, this is just what happened. I don't like, and then th this lady was like, don't say that, and I was like, okay, just don't get involved, and then she started arguing with me, and I was like, you didn't understand the context, what happened, it's fine, everything's fine. And then she kept arguing with me, so I started arguing with her, and then this guy was like, don't talk to her that way. Like, he wanted to be the hero of the bus. Yeah. You know how good it feels to be a hero? Oh, yeah. Well, it did not feel good for this guy. Cause, <laughs> and uh, so then I stood up, because I was just looking for a fight, kind of. You know, I was ready to fight. I don't know why, but I was just one of those days where I'm just angry. So I'm like, let's find a fight. So then I was like, if you were going to hit me, you would have already hit me. And I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he just punched me in the face. And then he tried to headbutt me, but I dodged it. I actually dodged it, felt great. And then neither of us really wanted to fight, but then I just punched him in the face a few times. And then these two people started breaking up the fight and uh, it, I got pushed into Harriet and she said, I'm getting squished! <laughs> and then the fight politely took one step to the left and continued. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, carry on. And then uh, the, the, this, was, this was a real moment of you need to sort your shit out that I don't think I even took on board. This guy breaking up the fight recognized me from comedy and said, oh, no. said, look, Bobby, I'm a big fan, but you have to stop. <laughs> As I was thumbing a man's eyes, I got recognized from the TV. Well, he's well, your voice, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your thumbs in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the guy I was thumbing. The guy oh, someone the else. Yeah, someone else. Not the thumbing guy. But the guy getting thumbed. I'm a big fan. I'm a big no, fan. No, no, no. The guy getting thumbed was not a fan. He... <laughs> Especially not now. No, but um, he was okay. I saw his eyes afterwards. They were blinking. They weren't bleeding. It's fine. So it was fine. No, that's good. And so... <laughs> if he's I, I don't know how long the statute of limitations is for an assault charge, but I hope we're past that now. Yeah, how long ago was it? Five years ago? Yeah, we're fine. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah, you can do it again. Okay, good. Sorry to interrupt, 
I know, I know. I'm really sorry. I'll get this done quickly. But we do need you to come and see us at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. Insane in the Membrane Live on Monday the 12th and 19th of August. And don't miss Rich Wilson, Death Becomes Him, every day of the Edinburgh Festival at 4.30 at the Gilded Balloon in the Wee Room. Tickets for both shows through gildedballoon.co.uk. Just click the link on the description for this podcast episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're more calmer now. You've got your head around some shit now. Well, yeah, now I know how to control my emotions. Yeah. If you, yeah, I yeah. got this therapy called dialectical behavioral therapy, and it's for people with borderline personality disorder. So nothing really works. They used to think borderline was completely untreatable. Yeah. And uh, the reason it was called borderline it was because they were discovering all these patients who are on the borderline of like anorexia. Uh, not that I have anorexia, but there's lots of uh, uh, anorexia, addiction, um, psychosis, like all these. They're on the border of every disease, but not none of the labels quite fit. So they realized that they created this this label for people who just kind of couldn't mm. regulate how they feel. And then this lady who had borderline uh, created this treatment for herself and then for other people. Right. It's, it's very skills-based, so it just teaches you, if you feel this way, do this. If you feel this way, right. do this. If you feel this way, do this. And it, it teaches you how to regulate kind of, because I just feel my emotions more intensely than yeah. most people. And I had no capacity for how to deal with them. So then it would just get to extremes. And now, yeah, it's like, oh, if I feel angry, that, uh, then I learned, oh, anger is an emotion that means you want something to stop. And then I ask, what do I want to stop? <laughs> I would like Harriet to stop telling me that I have to get up early in the morning every day. <laughs> and rather than reacting to that, oh, I'll just... Get up early in the morning so I don't ruin her so, life by complaining. Like, she just has to walk around a sleeping slug all the time, you know, just like sucking her energy away. <laughs> but we, Jade and I have that. Jade and I, we have to vocalize the things that we want out of the relationship so that there's no gray area. There's no, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. no, so like this, that, you know, that thing that when you do that, that really fucks me off, you know, things like that. And she's like, well, okay, I'll stop. She put a wet towel in the bed. It wasn't on the bed. It was in the bed. And I was the prick for pointing it out. But I had to be really calm and go, babe, you are the greatest woman I have ever met. <laughs> I know you don't shut cupboards. But we'll talk about that later. But this now powers into insignificance. There is a wet towel in the bed. And I'd just like to point out, could we not do that, please? <laughs> Whereas before it was like, it's a fucking towel in the bed! <laughs> so we try not to do that. I love when Harriet makes a mistake because then I, I can bank that mistake oh, when I make a mistake. Nice, and nice, then I'm like, lovely. yes, I did make a mistake, but let's not forget your mistake. It's delicious. Mm, that's why I'm so fat. It's all like, oh, yes. 
yeah. just hanging on to all that, all the all the mistakes she makes. Yeah. yeah. Like well, she the, holds on to all of mine, so oh, I have dude, to. Yeah. I have to hold on to her three. <laughs> Yeah, I know. They're only yeah, they're tiny ones that she's, she's yeah. done. But, but mine, ours are all the same. It's always like domestic. It's all like, oh, you just you don't shut cupboards. Yeah, you of don't, course. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. Whereas mine is like, you cheated on me that time. It's like, oh shit, yeah. I didn't. It's a joke. It's about another relationship. Anyway, I haven't. It's all quiet. <laughs> no, I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. But is that those levels of like my fuck ups are that level? Whereas hers are like, you know, put your shoes away. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I've made it. Well, I've lost the room. I'm going to have to bring it back. You didn't lose anybody, no, I don't it's think. It's all fine. No one knows what's going Just on. Shocked. It is shocking, isn't it? Oh, like you've never cheated, you <laughs> cunt. <laughs> Not on you, obviously. You've never cheated in your life. Give me a <laughs> Exactly. You're not, you're, you're not better than us. Don't pretend you're better. People have done it. Give me a cheer if you've cheated on someone. Yeah. yeah. Very quiet down here. Give me, a Give me a cheer if you've never done it. Oh, all right. Well give done. Give me a cheer. Give me a cheer. <laughs> How about this? Give me a cheer if you've never done it, but you've had the opportunity. Exactly. You didn't have the opportunity, so don't <laughs> brag about not cheating. <laughs> no one offered. <It's laughs> I love when ugly people are like, I've never cheated. It's like, yeah, well. <laughs> who was lining up to fuck you? We're not talking about any of you, by the way. Yes, none, none of you, you specifically, you. but... But it was, I realised what I was doing, because I was searching for something. When, I was, when all my relationships, I was always for something else. Which is why I was messing around and doing all these things and being horrible. It's because I hadn't dealt with what was inside. Yeah, it's a great way of running away, right? Just, yeah. And it's a feeling of connection, you know, but the, the, the chaos it causes is oh, horrible. The awfulness. It's horrible. The and the shame yeah. and the, the guilt and the, all, the, the ruining someone else's life is really not worth. Yeah. But so that was, that was the thing. It was always, it was never like, oh, notches on the bedpost. It was always like, oh, man, I'm in this fucking shit again. She's lovely, she's lovely, and I'm being a dickhead and upsetting everybody. And they, no, no one deserves this. Do you know what I mean? And it's so, but it's, it's admitting to yourself. You go, like, no, this is me. I've, I've done this right. I have to make this right. Yeah. And that, and it's starting with yourself, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because you had that shit. You had that shit, didn't you? I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, you got robbed by prostitutes. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up to be fair. But I didn't Wait. know. <laughs> Wait. You haven't been robbed by prostitutes. Okay, I was robbed by prostitutes and I was like high on cocaine and then I blacked out for 10 hours and then the bank gave me the money back, including the money I took out to buy the prostitutes in the first place. <laughs> um, but then I had to give that money to Harry and I bought her a bike, so it all worked out, yeah. Yeah, of course, but it's horrible. It's, cheating is horrible and it doesn't yeah. feel nice. It doesn't even feel nice the whole time, even when you're- No, exactly. Like, you're not walking around going, well, look at me, I'm Johnny I mean, Big some Balls. people are, and they're psychos, and that must be a nice way to live. Like, yeah. Imagine those people that don't have guilt and shame. Oh, dude, like, psychopaths. I've done, I've done lots of things I'm not proud of, but I feel horrible about that. But then there's people who do the same thing and they just think, oh, well. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be great. Yeah, I'd love that. Uh, I did. It's still. I still lug stuff around from when I was like ten. Yeah, just oh, rattling so, around your yeah. head. Yeah. Oh, do you remember when you push that girl down the slide? Ah, oh, dude. Why yeah, you just be having that? a good day, and you're like I feel good about myself. I love myself, and then you're like, you tripped a girl when you were twelve. You fucking loser. Like, what? Are you, what? Yeah. Oh god. And like, why are you still lugging that around? Because that person's not going. Oh, I remember when I was twelve. No, I pushed me over. Yeah, hopefully not. So we shouldn't lug it. Yeah, hopefully. Did you ever? You, you, have you had? Have you had counselling? Good to see it. You didn't need it, didn't need to I just... I saw one once, but I just, I just thought it was, uh, shit. Just wasn't, just wasn't for you? No. Yeah. Well, sometimes the, I, I hate therapists who just, like, the, they, they're, the most annoying therapy technique is when therapists, um, just stare at you and wait for you to talk. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, this is just uncomfortable. Yeah, I could do this at a bus stop. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just take my trousers off and yeah. staring then. And my shrink now will just talk. It's great. If I stop talking, he just starts talking. Because that dead air, my brain just fucking implodes. Yeah. All the negativity just comes in. I need a happy conversation yeah, to shut down it. the fucking the negative voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was like, yeah I, it was when we got to a point, it was like, oh, well, this all stems from your mother. And oh, come on, really? Yeah, it's never that simple. Nothing's no. that simple. But well, like you said about labels as well, going, oh, you've got this, and this is what the label is for that. Yeah. But there's more grey area than that. Of course. Everyone's more fluid than that. Like, we all have aspects of our personality that could be labelled something. 
but it's, it's more to it than that. You know, I think it's just it's just easy sometimes to go. Oh, that's what you have. Yeah, people really like to put everyone in a box. Yeah, and it's it's sometimes you just it's you know, it goes in waves as well. Like I have a bit, I get a bit paranoid sometimes, or I get a bit anxious. Yeah, I get a bit this, I get a bit that, and it's depending on, just depending on the, the universe. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's I think so. Sometimes I think it's dangerous to label. So just to go, it might make you feel better for a bit, but then there'll be something else nagging you, like, oh, but I thought it was this. Yeah. Well, there's a bit of this now, and yeah, and I think we need to understand that we're more fluid than that. Do you know? Yeah. Good. All right. Good chat. Uh, I don't really know where I was going with that. I just. Uh, but I was letting yeah. you talk. I was gonna. Yeah. Well, I was like, I was my like, brain just went. Well, where are you going with this? And like, I don't know. All right. That's okay though. Because I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I, I just Why like does everything talking. have to be uh, that that? It's hard to be profound, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not easy. But it's, what I've learned from doing this podcast is that people are starting to realise how, how important it is just to have a conversation, but just to, like, having a laugh like we, like we have. I mean, I'm really sorry about shit that's gone on with you, and we had a laugh about it. No, I know I didn't. He's angry. He's oh. angry. He's <laughs> angry, man. Um, but it's, you know, you can still talk about these things. It doesn't have to be serious. You can have a laugh with it and things like that. And, you know, are you all right with it? Have you, have you got your heads around it? You're all good? Yeah, but actually going back to going to see someone, actually mum was really, um, said, oh, don't go, because I'll just, dig, you know, dig up a load of shit, mm. you know. And actually it's about boxes again, you know how people put you in boxes, but you actually do have a lot of boxes and chambers inside you that maybe yeah. you're not ready to open yet. That's very and true. sometimes when you do go and see a shrink, these boxes can then go, yeah. crazy. That's funny. There's a, there's a comedian, an American comedian called Kyle Kinane, and he was talking about, in one of his specials, talking about how, you know, you, people go to th see therapists to get, have, like, repressed memories. He's uh, like, you know, what are in these boxes? Oh, no, nightmares! Oh, it's like, why are you doing that? They're in boxes for a reason. Just fucking, just push it to one side. As long as it's not affecting your life. Do you know what I mean? Because it can get to a point where you're like, you have to... Stagnate. You stagnate, yeah, exactly. And it gets a bit weird inside you, but... Yeah, is it? oh man, the whole, the human beings are fucking weird, aren't they? We shouldn't even be here. That's what amazes me. We're just sort of like dust and rocks have got a bit excited. <laughs> and now we're here, and it's like heaven and hell. It's like, whatever you believe, it's up to you, I don't know. But I believe that at the end of it, you just sort of break down and you go back into the universe and become part of something else. I'm really hoping there's another life. To have another stab at it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> I don't think there is, but that would be really good. <laughs> be nice though, wouldn't it? If there was. Oh yeah, that's the best version. You just keep living and living. Just and keep living. going round and round. Christian and round. heaven is the worst version. Oh, it sounds just tedious. live forever with all your fucking relatives. Oh god. I moved to another country to get away from these people. <laughs> they died. I felt a bit of relief, and now I'm with them again forever. Fuck that. <laughs> I know. And it's harps as well, and everyone's yeah. nice to each other. Yeah, it Fuck really that, sucks. Man. Oh, it'd be like living. It'd be like living in an East End coffee shop. <laughs> Wouldn't it? I'd, 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 all these do-gooders sitting around telling you how good they are. Ah, fuck you. I'd man. much rather rot in the dirt. <laughs> I'd like, yeah, hell would be better. The music's yeah. good, but I don't know about the pain. Uh, the suffering bit bothers me a bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's always involving things up your bum hole. <laughs> like, Why it can't be that? You know, well, I'm also, <laughs> you're quite enjoying that on earth. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I've been getting out of I only experimented up there once, and I won't be going back. Let me tell yeah, you if, that. If I had an anal fetish, I'd really try to hide it from the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on in. <laughs> oh, we're going to put things in your ass. Oh, no. Please don't put anything else in my ass. Uh, yeah. You're going to need to get a bigger cupboard, Satan. Yeah. This ain't going to cut it, bro. Oh, yeah. oh, no, not three dicks, Satan. <laughs> oh. What's the most amount of dicks you've had in your bum hole, mate? <laughs> All right, cool, good chat. Anyway, no, I, I remember experimenting once, and it, it, was, it was a finger up my bum, and it was only, I, I thought it felt like it was up to the elbow. I'm like, no, no, this has to stop. But it was literally a fingernail. Oh, you didn't like it? No, nah, man, I ain't about that. I outgrew it. I just kind of got sick of putting things in my ass. Too much effort. Just, just, just got... <laughs> Just got bored with doing yeah, it. Yeah, really, just, yeah. yeah. Harriet's not interested either. She says it's a disgusting area. Yeah, it's not, it's a shoot. Things come down shoots. So I don't yeah. think they're meant to go up, <laughs> you know? Except, like, except Santa Claus. Yeah, like Santa Claus. Well, he goes <laughs> oh, down yeah. the chimney. What? Oh, he comes down, yeah, he doesn't go back up. But he does. How else does he get out? <laughs> I thought he went out the door. That's, I should call my, 
my cock Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How do we get here? Talk about mental health again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're mad. I'm mad. <laughs> everyone's everyone's crazy. I think that there seems to be a lot of people at the moment. They want they want they want their version of anxiety to be like a special version. Oh God, I'm so, so moment, s- oh, my anxiety. I have my a bit anxiety. about this, but I am like I am sick of the people like. Obviously, mental, the thing is, mental health awareness is so important. Yeah. But there's someone with slight anxiety pretending me and them are on the same team is so annoying. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's just actually, like, yeah. I'm always like, you wouldn't go up to a guy in a wheelchair and be like, oh, sometimes my legs hurt too. <laughs> exactly. It's, like, it's a different thing, It really you know? fucks me off. A bit of anxiety is not, but they don't have, I guess they just hear the buzzwords and they're like, oh, this is my mental illness. Like, no, yeah. that's just life. That is the... Uh, yeah. But that's it. That's where we're at at the moment. Everybody seems to want to be mentally ill, and you're like, no, that's not. That shouldn't be the most interesting thing about you. Oh, when people just make it their identity, it's. I get. Like the thing is, if I get someone making it their identity right at the beginning, because they're like, I found the answer. It's this thing, and then they talk about that thing a lot, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. You're bipolar, whatever. Okay, here we go. But then after a while, it's like, can we just talk about anything but this? Yeah, like, yeah. It's not... Yeah, it's good to talk, but at the same time, if that's all you're talking about... And it, it also reinforces... You're kind of reinforcing there's something wrong with you all the time, you yeah. know? Yeah, and it's... You, we, what, what I've taken from it all is that we all have anxiety. It's our, it's our, it's our alarm system. It's, it keeps you alive, you know? It stops you getting out of the car Every in safari parks. And shit like that. Do you know what I mean? It stops you doing stupid things. You need it. But to make it the most, the best thing about you seems odd. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think you'd have to be, there'd have to be something wrong with you if you weren't, if you weren't anxious right now with the way the world is at the minute. Like the people running the place don't seem to know what they're doing. You know, they're, they're, there's no one in government now, for instance, that was really there for the people. I don't think so, anyway. So, of course, we're all anxious, and of course, we're worried. You'd be rightly so. If anyone isn't, then, yeah, that's, that's a mental illness in itself. You know? Well, what about my friend and hero mentor, Nigel Farage? Yeah, he's bananas. That's one opinion. <laughs> Is he your friend? No. <laughs> I met him once. He has a magnetism. Does he? Yeah, I found myself wanting him to like me. Really? How sad is that? Wow. I met Nigel Farage and he said hi and I thought, oh, I hope he likes me. Yeah, but I'd be the same if like Darth Vader walked in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, I want to be friends with Darth Vader. Of course you would. I know. It makes sense. So if he's that magnetic. Yeah, he's yeah. got something. He's a, he's a, I, well, is he mad? Psychopath? I don't know. Just a businessman. Yeah. Any Farage fans in the room? Alrighty then. <laughs> I'll put this out. Um, but we're all on the social media as well, yes? Yeah. We've all got that. Do you enjoy it? You've got your heads around it? Is you, yeah. Do you enjoy it? Like yeah. it. You're on Instagram and things yeah, like that? Instagram is for me as well, because it's pictures. Yeah. Bit of writing, pictures. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. It's easy. It's like, I wish school was more like that, you know? Just a few pictures, just pictures and a few words, you know? I fucking hated school. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to know. But I don't. Why do I need to know when the Normans invaded? It hasn't. I haven't needed that going forward. Never. You never. Needed never needed. That. I don't give a shit. I don't care when they come over. Learning how to make cress out of <laughs> cotton wool. Jay talks about this in her set, and you're like, yeah. When have I ever needed to make cress? That's never come up, man. No, I. I. It was. I slept a lot in school. She slept in school. Yeah, it was very boring, and it was very. Um, <coughs> They just try to make you all into the same person. Yeah. It's so sad. Exactly that, yeah. And I really, I, uh, the thing is, people who come from places where, like, they can't get an education, then they get an education and they're proud of their education, I completely get that. Yes. You know, where they're educated. But then people from here who go to university and then are proud of going to university, it's like, listen, you just read some books and then wrote down what you read. Yeah, you just remembered stuff. That's not that impressive. No. I, like, I, we all yeah. have Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just became Wikipedia for a day. Yeah, exactly. We could just do that. I, I remember in school, it's always being told, no, 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 that you shouldn't be like, you shouldn't do that. You have to do what everyone else is doing. And it, all, all, that, all the stuff that was different in me got squashed and pushed down. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until, like, now, I can sort of, I'm more happy with who I am because I've gone, oh, yeah, all the weird stuff, that was actually all right. I could have just 
kept yeah, I, doing I had that. this teacher in the 10th grade where I, I kind of kind of knew I wanted to be a comedian when I was like probably 15, 16. And he was like, okay, great. And it was physics. And I was quite good at physics, but he was like, uh, just uh, go to the library and research how to be a comedian. Wow. And he just sent me out of class to yeah. go figure out how to be a comedian. That's brilliant. Yeah, he's a great teacher. Yeah. He just got rid of you. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he just got rid of me. But, <laughs> but I mean, they, you know, that was completely that was completely outside of his purview of what he had to do. But he just like kind of. And you were sixteen when you wanted to be a comic. I was probably thirteen at first. Fuck I wanted me, to, man. Originally wanted to be a comedian, and I, I would write, but I never performed until yeah, I was what? nineteen. Yeah. See, it never even occurred to me when I was growing up. It was like comedian and rock star, but that was what other people did. I never really thought. That was p what people like me did. Yeah. You know, and then it was like you see Oasis and things like, oh, fuck yeah, people like me. Yeah. And then you sort of start edging in towards it. So I didn't start comedy till I was 32 because I didn't think I could. Yeah. You know, and now I'm here doing this. It's mad. It's mad, isn't it? What do you do? I'm an actor. You're an actor. Fucking course you are. He's <laughs> an actor. Yeah. I love that, man. You're very handsome. But that's good. How old are you? 22. 22. Man, you're smashing it already. You love that shit, man. You look a bit older. <laughs> I'm trying to bring him back on side. He is on side. No, now it's your... The thing is, it's your paranoia thinking yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. on side. He's completely on side. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You're on side. Oh, yeah. Yes, mate. I do get paranoid. I, I, that's, that's it. I, I have to be liked by everyone. It's like a weird... I hate it. If someone doesn't like me, it bothers me. Yeah. Which is mental, because I can't, you can't be liked by everybody. No. But it really upsets me if someone goes, yeah, he thinks you're a prick. I'm like, oh. But I was... But, and then you go, oh, yeah, I was a bit of a prick to him, though. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But I don't know if that's... Do you give a shit? I, do, I, I think outwardly I'm better at acting like I don't, but I definitely... Yeah, definitely. I definitely yeah. have a thing when I meet people. I think, oh, I hope they like me. I hope they like me. I hope they like me. Why don't they like me? Why don't they like me? But... I don't act on it as much as I used to. Because it no. used to be maybe I, I would keep talking to someone who didn't like me and trying to get them to. But now if I get to get a cold energy for someone, I'm like, well, talking to this person doesn't make me feel yeah, nice. I'm so like that. I get to leave. Yeah, I'm at that point now. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, oh, look, there are going to be people in this life that don't like you. Yeah. You know? Or I mean, aren't yeah. in, it's, I think it's less, less don't like and more aren't interested. Just not interested, yeah. They don't care about my life. Yeah. They don't care about me. Yeah, true. They don't want small talk. No. Nah. Okay. Cool. Peace. I think it's funny as comedians as well, though, because we're very needy on stage. Of course, I can be in front of yeah. 400 people. There's one guy not laughing, you know, and always, I'm focusing always. on that one guy, and it's like, what is, what is, why? Yeah. Just yeah, do your fucking you? job to 399 <laughs> people. Don't ruin 399 people's good time to be like, why aren't you laughing? <laughs> and it's, it's true. It happens sad. every time. It happens every time. So I thought, in my head, we, as we were chatting, I kept looking at you, I'm like, I've upset him with that mum shit. Yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how my brain works. No, he yeah. gets it. I, the, we, you're forgetting, we prefaced it by me saying both my moms are dead. <laughs> it's not like we're just attacking the dead mom guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's how my brain works. Oh, cool. He's cool, yeah, see? Good, good. That's interesting. Yeah. It's called, um, what's the word for that? There's a word. Um, uh, cognitive dissonance? No. I don't know. There's a thing where your brain just kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's in, it's weird. This shit like that will wake me up in the morning. Like I'll be like, I'll, I'll be, in, I'll be fine, and I'll be in bed, and it'll like, be just like, oh, you upset that fellow with the dead mum. You're like, oh shit, I gotta find him. And then like trying to find him online, I'll be trying to find you. I go, I'm oh, really sorry, because you came down, and oh god, and you'll be like, who? Ah shit, yeah. So one minute I think I'm Zen, next minute I'm this mad. Yeah, wreck. like I haven't like solved the thought, the thoughts part. The thoughts are still crazy like whatever what things going on in my head you know I've imagined most of you dying since I've sat down like <laughs> like it's just but the actions as long as I don't as long as the thoughts are here and the actions I'm not yeah. acting on it or it's not constantly I have to remind me. I have to say to myself no 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 they were, that conversation you just had was fine they don't think you're an asshole yeah like, like we bumped into each other the other night didn't we we had a lovely chat we had a hug and it was really nice. Two hugs, mate. And then I walked away. I'm like, oh god, maybe I hugged him too much, or maybe I said I should have. Oh, fuck, I didn't ask. And that's how my brain goes. And then I have to say, chill out, man. Yeah, I used to hug people way too much, and now when I don't hug people, I think, oh no, I, I they hate me. They think I hate them. I shake hands too much. Yeah. I'll shake your hands 50 times. 
I don't even know what I go, how you doing? Oh, good to see you. Oh, nice one. Thanks a lot. And they're like, can you stop touching me? Yeah. Oh. In Canada, nobody really shakes hands. Like, it's just right. not as much of a thing. Yeah. And then here, you're all, everyone's a little businessman. So it's like, oh, hello, hello. <laughs> Greetings. So I go home and I'll see, like, friends of 20 years. I'm like, nice to see you. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Would you work in a bank now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think everyone's the same. I think we all get these little doubting voices in our heads from time to time. Some people yeah. don't. I, I envy you. I really want to be Have you. Have you read the psychopath test? Yeah. John Ronson. Have you read that? I, I urge you to read it. It's a really good book. And, um, and you, 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 yeah, you'll really learn what a psychopath is. Any psychos in? All righty. Um, go on. A question. Uh, a family member is psychopath. How do you know? How do you know? Really? really? Yeah. Any violent behaviour? Sorry? Any violent behaviour? Yeah, plenty. Plenty, regularly, and quite often. Yeah, which is it's really tough to deal with, so like, you can hear that whole psychopath joke. It's like, it's funny, but it's just like, ah, oh, it's not like... But he's a psych... But it yeah. doesn't... He, it doesn't really bother... The thing is, if you're a psychopath, it doesn't really bother him, does it? Uh, it's just everyone else. He, he's balanced as much that he knows he's a psychopath, so he knows that what he's doing is wrong, mm. but he also doesn't get yeah. So it's quite happy doing it. So it's. That's why I was interested in reading yeah, it's that. Weird. Yeah. It's very, it's very, it's, it makes Sunday roasts very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that, that's why I think that book's that John Ronson book was really important because it explains people like that because like, especially CEOs of big companies that they have to be that way. Of course. You, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of instances where you 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 have to be cut off in order to do the job that you do. You know, so, so me, so me, I'm having a joke, but we're not, I don't really, you know, I'm not knocking that. I mean, that'd be awful to be like that, especially to be told that's what you are, that's what you are. And then you've, you've now got to deal with it, but you don't feel you have to. That would be, do you know what I mean? It must be, but oh, that's a weird situation. Yeah. Uh, any more questions? <laughs> Sorry about that, didn't mean to offend. See, this is what I'm now, I'm going to fucking ring him up now. I'm really sorry about your family member. Sorry. Well, you're not used to this in front of an audience, I guess. So no. You're feeling the... Well, we see. I normally have it cut off. That's funny, it, yeah. but you feel so... That's... We've really seen an example, I guess, of your neuroses played out twice now. This is why now. I do this. It's not just about... It's not just about... Um, it's not about... I mean, it's not just about doing a podcast. It's about me learning and how to handle stuff and, yeah. and learning. So every guest that comes on, I learn something from that guest. And then people that message me as well, like Steve's message a few times and learning people, having conversations that way. And just, I'm, I'm getting my head around stuff as much as the people listening are. And that's why yeah, I Yeah, my this. biggest problem is probably people now is just meeting people, having a nice time and leaving thinking, they hate me, they hate me, they hate yeah. me, they hate me, they hate me. And yeah. they don't hate me. They just aren't my best friend. No, exactly. They're not, and then, you, yeah. and then I, I, I just don't understand those. I have to really remind myself of the categories of like, you know, friend, acquaintance, stranger, work acquaintance, work friend, friend. What category does yeah. this person fit into? You really need labels. Yeah, those are, it's helpful. Otherwise, I'm like, they're not my mommy. I hate you. <laughs> it's true, man. I, 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 yeah, I, I struggle with that. And it's funny because it's a comedian called Matt Price. I remember having a conversation with him and saying to him, oh, I worry that every time I walk away from a conversation, that person's thinking, oh, what a wanker he was. And he said, that's really arrogant to think that they're thinking of you once you've walked away. They've got their own shit going on. They're not thinking, oh, I'm now going to spend the next 20 minutes worrying about that dickhead. I don't know if it's helpful to tell you you're being arrogant. <laughs> well, like it, it's, yeah. I don't think it's arrogant. I just think it's... Um, just, just what it is. It's just humans. A, it's yeah. just a, how your brain. It's just a, a loop you have happening in your brain, yeah. and I have happening in my brain. But I don't think it's. There. I just think it's. It's a habit. You know what I mean? It's like going for a cigarette. Yeah. Every twenty minutes, you're like, oh, I need a cigarette. And every twenty minutes, my brain goes, they hate you, they hate you, they hate you. <laughs> and every time I think, oh, I'm gonna have that cigarette, it's like, how about I don't go into that old boring pattern? Because I. Yeah. Of they hate you, fucking. They're gonna. They they, they like it better when you're on it. I, for it for a couple boring, of years, I had boring, for yeah. a couple of years, what was in my head was everyone you know secretly hates you, but they just pretend to like you, no, and that's no. impossible to disprove, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Because all your friends are like, it's so good to see you. And I'm like, they're keeping the lie up really well today. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, is it? Nice to see you too. But actually what will happen then, because I think that they're pretending 
that they like me, but they actually hate me, all start acting like I hate them <laughs> because I know they hate me. And then they start acting like they hate me. And I think, aha, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. Fuck's sake, man. Oh, has anyone got any questions uh, that they want to ask while we're here? Oh, yeah, let's over. That's great. Yeah, idea. that's a nice. Yeah, be nice. Anyone? Yes, Jordan. I would prefer if they liked me as a person but didn't. I find those, that's actually a hard question to answer because I don't think I can separate someone liking me and finding me funny. I, they're, so in, they're so intertwined that if someone likes me, they find me funny. Because I am kind of like always trying to be funny. So if they didn't think I was funny, they probably wouldn't like me. Unless it's family, then they'd love me and not find me funny. <laughs> yeah, I get that with family. Are like, oh, you still doing that, are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. My mum's the worst. She's like, you getting paid yet? 15, oh, 15 years. Like, yes, mum, it's fine. Yes. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. You, you're a comedian as well, Jordan. Do you, what do you... Do you, do you... I, I really would like it to, know, to learn somebody who didn't like me before I was doing, but that'd be quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I hate her, but she's amazing. Well, yeah, I think that can happen in terms of oh, that happens with peers. Like we can rep, we can recognize when a comedian's really funny, but they're also a cunt. Yeah, that's true. That, yeah, that's a bit very of that. normal. Yeah. yeah so a, I think that can happen that, for sure. And I hopefully I, I hope that other comedians feel that way about me. They think he's very funny, but I don't like him. I'd be fine with that actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as I think you're funny, that's yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody else? Anyone? Anything to say? Anything to ask? We've answered all the questions. We have answered all the questions. Um, thank you so much for coming down. It's been a real pleasure having you. It's our first one. So, yeah, well done, guys. You did all right. You did all right. Yes. What time's your show and where are you on later on? In this room. I don't know what time it is. Seven. At seven. Seven in here. All right, so seven o'clock in here. You fancy a bit of Bobby Mayer, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Do come back for that. That'd be brilliant. This has been excellent. Thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I do you know what was difficult for me is not treating this like a gig. No, that's why I was looking at you. Yeah. I kept trying to, because this thing, we used to like just uh, yeah, stand weird. in front of people trying to make them laugh. And you forget, that's not, you don't have to do that here. So that when there was sometimes I was trying to make you laugh and you didn't, yeah. <laughs> that took some getting fucking used to. <laughs> getting them now, though. Yeah. You did great, Rich. Thanks, man. You did too. Yeah, did, yeah. thanks, Bob. Didn't you did he do well. great? Yeah. Thank you. See, that's... Round of applause for Bobby as well. Yeah, man. Thanks, Bob. What do we do now? I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Insane in the membrane. If you'd like to come and see us live, tickets are on sale now for our Edinburgh shows on the 12th and 19th of August. They're available through the Gilded Balloon website. Guests to be announced, but they're going to be magnificent guests because there's magnificent people in Edinburgh. We're going to get them on the show. It's going to be a cracker. Come along, get yourselves up. Let's do it. Also, my solo show, Death Becomes Him, at 4.30pm in the Wee Room, in the Gilded Balloon, every day throughout the Edinburgh Festival. Get yourselves along, get yourselves a ticket. Come and see what I do for a living. Come and see what I do in my day job. Come and have a laugh with your old pal, Rich Wilson. Next week, we're at Comedy Central once again, talking to the brilliant Red Richardson. Every day on Twitter, someone will say something and then some hilarious left-wing comedian with some followers <laughs> will construct the perfect tweet. <laughs> and, and, then and then we some, can all like it to show so, how great Yeah, everyone likes it and then someone will write this and retweet oh, yeah. it. <laughs> and meanwhile, that guy who... Getting all the feels. The, the guy who said the fucking stupid thing will be 
being publicly humiliated. He's in the stocks. Yeah, he's in the stocks. He's getting tweets. Oh, I don't even know what I think anymore. Fuck's sake. He can't apologise because he's lost. So he has to dig deeper. Then he'll spell a word wrong. And then some other hysterical left-wing comedian will go, hey, by the way, it's you are. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll agree. Everyone will retweet and go. <laughs> yeah, and then someone will say, oh, grammar Nazi. Yeah, oh, you yeah, can't yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just goes, it goes on round and, round and, round. and on and on. And people are just throwing shit yeah. at each other. And then the sun explodes and we all die. Yeah, and none that's, of that's it the fucking thing. Anyway. We're on a fucking dying planet. We should all have anxiety. Until then, check out the podcast description for tickets to come and see us live. Don't forget that. Uh, thanks to Zen Ongaku for the music and Jade Adams for everything in between. Producer is Paul Daniels and uh, he's at uh, darkhorsedigital.co.uk and I have been Rich Wilson. So until next time, all the best. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.